What does your leader preach? On organizations that spawn soft-headedness, helplessness, and spinelessness. Prepare yourself for the closest thing to an Osier rant you'll ever witness. This near rant, however, one, has been articulated, sat on, and re-articulated multiple times. Two, is not intended to offend, only to make aware. And three, isn't an attack on any single leader or organization. No, sir. It's an attack on all leaders and organizations that disempower its people, that disempower our world. Soft-headedness, a noun, indicative of a weak, unrealistic, or uncritical mind, a soft-headed belief. Helplessness, a noun, the inability to help oneself, a mark of weakness or extreme dependence, a helpless invalid. Spinelessness, a noun, Lacking strength of character, willpower, or the courage to take risks. A spineless coward. Qualities of leaders and organizations that disempower its people. They teach you to grow, but in a way that makes you dependent upon them. They isolate you from other beliefs and from the leaders who hold those beliefs. They shun. They discipline using fear. They encourage conformity. They discourage curiosity and they silence questions. They make you feel loved and like part of a community, but only if you accept all of the above. Qualities of leaders and organizations that empower its people. They teach you to grow and in a way that will allow you to one day flourish without them by your side. They urge you to explore other beliefs and rub elbows with leaders who challenge your ideas. They welcome those who've left the community back with open arms and with a thirst for new reality-expanding knowledge. They discipline by projecting not your limitations, but what you're capable of, and by amplifying that image until it's large enough for you to see it in its entirety. They discipline using love. They embrace you, all of which you entails, as long as it's the you that's true to your purpose. They encourage questions and a life of never-ending education and self-improvement. They love you, love the verb, even if you have a difficult time accepting that all of the above is possible. Since rants are rarely productive, and I'm confident that if you've listened this far, it's very unlikely that you're soft-headed, helpless, or spineless. I'll keep the finger pointing to a minimum, and I'll focus on my call to action. How your leader affects you. 
Even the most enlightened, intelligent, and universally respected leaders have mentors receive coaching and read self-improvement blogs, especially the enlightened, intelligent, and respected. There is no shortage of guidance. We have at our very fingertips the ability to connect with both age-old philosophies and modern era-relevant ones, i.e. age-old philosophies unearthed and reconditioned. The skill that separates the enlightened, intelligent, and respected from the rest is simply the skill of selection. If you often wonder why you lack direction, self-efficacy, and or that feel-good flood of fulfillment, I urge you to take a look at the leaders you invite into your life. You write the guest list, after all. You might say, but I didn't choose our company CEO. I didn't choose our school's basketball coach. Or I didn't choose our church's pastor. I understand. You're right. You didn't choose. It wasn't you who elected those people into leadership roles. You didn't handpick their values or design the ideals they represent. But it's only you who can give those ideals and those values power. Just as you choose the fuel that powers your body throughout each day, you choose which messages you allow your mind to digest. You categorize whether they're anabolic or catabolic, whether they challenge your identity just enough to make it stronger or just past the point of repair. It's your choice, your responsibility to make the choice. I realize that editing the Bible isn't an option, and you're probably not the only athlete contributing to your team's vision. You can't construct your company's mission statement either, but you can create your own mission statement, vision, and moral compass. The people you select as friends, as mentors, and even as family members, and the beliefs they represent— They're exactly that, selected by you. True leaders are simply vessels for cultures of empowerment. They build ideas that fly upon self-guided wingspans with wisdom enough to navigate on their own. They share already self-sufficient systems and give you the tools and opportunity to make their system even better. Go in search of those types of leaders. For those leaders will beg you to never settle and to never, ever stop asking questions. We won't tell you. We'll ask you. We won't threaten or shun you. We'll teach you and strengthen you. We'll empower you. We'll love you. As long as it's the you that's true to your purpose. How you affect our world. I'm not saying you should disown your family, leave your church, or quit your job or the basketball team. 
I'm saying that the longer you quietly ignore the stream of disempowering thought that seeps beneath the front door of your house, your temple, your office, or your locker room, the more opportunities to make a positive change evade you. The longer you wait there, internally unsatisfied and reeling, but externally conforming, the longer your peers, perhaps as equally unsatisfied but scared, wait there too. Silent, isolated, dependent, making no change at all, perpetuating soft-headedness, helplessness, spinelessness, fear. Call me an idealist, a dreamer, or a naive cloud-dwelling millennial, but I believe it is our moral obligation to speak up, to say, I disagree, to offer our own true-to-purpose perspective, to live out a life building those self-guided wings and embracing only those ideas that make us soar. This is me asking you, encouraging you, empowering you, please affect our world. It's not only your moral obligation, but your only 100% guaranteed chance at life.